There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and a huge welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. It's great to be back with you uh, once again on a very wet uh, day today in the United Kingdom. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the gentle marketing revolution with uh, Sarah Santa Croce. And Sarah is somebody who came very strongly recommended uh, to me by uh, my good friend Stephen Morris, who you have heard on the show before. Uh, Stephen's a marketing expert and, and speaker and uh, seems to be author of The Beautiful Business. He's a multiple author. But I, I want to say if uh, Stephen recommends somebody to be on the show, then uh, you know they're going to be good. So uh, delighted to have Sarah on today. Um, before we talk about uh, Sarah and the gentle marketing revolution, I want to just um, say a thank you to all the guests that have been on the show over the last couple of weeks because um, I shared the my journey as an adventure, really, and, and two shows called The Business of Rumi, part one and part two, and they were based around my trip to uh, Konya in Turkey, but also meeting some amazing guests like the head of the Whirling Dervishes and um, also uh, the... Um, the kind of vice president and leader of the International Mavlana Foundation. Uh, also interviewed uh, Dr. Mansur Malik, who's the chairman of the Diplomatic Business Club and also the general manager of, of uh, various hotels in Konya. And we were really talking about, uh, about Rumi and about the impact that he's had and the way that he impacts people's lives and also sharing with you some thoughts and ideas and some of his work that are very relevant to, to today. If you don't know much about Rumi, then people who was born in the 13th century, but people like Madonna and Coldplay uh, are amongst uh, the, the people and Bob Dylan who kind of love his work. And in some years, I think 2014, he was the, the best-selling poet in the United States. So if you're interested in finding out more about Rumi and learning, going on a bit of a journey with that and learning all about him, then do go and listen to those last shows. And thank you for those very kind comments we've had on the show about them so far. So um, to, to today's show, we're going to talk about you know, the gentle marketing revolution, which I think is a, a lovely concept that is um, part of Sarah's work, a key part of Sarah's work. And I've got to be honest, I get really fed up, I don't know about you, with you know, a lot of marketing today, particularly when you're getting unsolicited mail or you're getting tons of direct mail and you're starting to think, well, you know, what about the tree populations and all that ink when it maybe just goes straight into the bin? And um, I don't, you know, I get lots of um, unsolicited mail, for example, um, for SEO services. This week I received one which said, I'm aware, sorry, I'm making you aware that you are yet to respond to my email with about five exclamation marks, which of course immediately got my back up. But also, I think, utilizing social media as well, it can often fail to create a connection. It can feel very salesy. And today, you know, we know that people's 
needs and demands are about uh, you know about connection with people and wanting to feel authenticity not to feel like they're being heavily sold to and 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 put into a corner pushed into a corner so how can you make your business stand out on social media but without being pushy and salesy and in people's faces and this week's guest sarah santa croce says that you know there's a that she's starting a revolution here but it's a gentle revolution and you know as we like principles such as kindness and being caring on this show i was immediately interested in talking with sarah about this with uh, following Stephen's recommendation now sarah is creating a global movement that encourages people to bring more empathy and kindness to business and marketing let's say she calls it the gentle business revolution uh, besides a podcast with the same name, Sarah is currently working on a book to inspire heart-centered entrepreneurs to question their assumptions when it comes to marketing and give them to permission to market their business their own way. This is real music to my ears. When she's not working, she loves adventure, traveling, yoga, nature walks, hanging out with her family. So, uh, you know, big, big welcome to um, our marketing expert today, to Sarah Santa Croce. Woohoo! Thank you so much. Uh, what an intro. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. Glad to be here. You're very, very welcome. And not only have we not talked about marketing in a very gentle way on the show, we've also not had a guest before from Switzerland. So I'm intrigued. I love Switzerland. It's a beautiful country. Uh, for anyone who's not visited, though, Sarah, what's it like to to grow up in Switzerland? And I know you love about lots of outdoor hobbies and fulfill those and bring up a family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because when I say Switzerland, there's always kind of this like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, Switzerland has created a good brand for itself, I would say. <laughs> um, but the funny part is all I wanted to do until I was 20 was get away from Switzerland. <laughs> like I thought it was such a you know, quaint little town where nothing was ever happening. And, and so I actually moved out. Uh, out of uh, my home at, at 18 and moved to Paris for a year because, you know, back then, Paris, that's where everything was happening. And and it was also in Paris that I then missed the mountains for the first time. And that was very a, a very strange sensation at 18 to actually realize, huh, I kind of miss the mountains and, and the, you know, the outdoors and the fresh air and all of that. So I enjoyed that year in, in Paris, but then I was also glad to, to go back. Uh, I would say I'm not your typical Swiss as I'm married to an Italo-Canadian, hence my Italian-sounding last name, but my husband grew up in Canada, so we speak English at home, and we have a lot of expat friends here in Switzerland, so I'm not your typical Swiss, but uh, my husband does sometimes call me Heidi because I still have the Swiss values, right? I've been brought up by two, uh, by parents who are 100% Swiss and, and very Swiss traditional values. So so I think those I still, um, you know, I live by and I also raised my two boys with those values. But um, yeah, so so it, it's an interesting upbringing. You're in the middle of Europe, but at the same time, uh, you're not part of Europe. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting place. We, we also lived in California for four years uh, between 2006 and 2010 and, and had a great time over there. But again, I did miss, not specifically Switzerland, but I did miss Europe with the 
with its diversity and the different cultures and, and all of that. But overall, I, I feel very privileged to live here. It, it's a safe country. And we're, we're also, yeah, we're outdoors a lot. It's, it's funny because the Brits always come here and they say, oh, the weather is gorgeous. And we're like, we still think we have too much rain. <laughs> so it's a funny thing. I guess we've got so we've got something in common in that. Um, I guess we're all, I guess Switzerland is still part of Europe and the United Kingdom, we're just not part of the European community now. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember American one saying to us uh, at, a, at a conference to somebody, when will you um, English Brits realise that you are um, European? Mm-hmm. And I guess we still are European, we're just not in the European community. Right. Uh, so what, what are the values in Switzerland then? What would, how would you describe them? Hmm. Um, well, obviously, the neutrality is a big theme, right? We always wanted to be neutral. Um, even back in the war, uh, we had this thing where we needed to be neutral. And so that is definitely one of our values to uh, be neutral. And it can be a good thing. And it can sometimes also be kind of a weird thing where people do mention Swiss to always kind of like, you know, s- yeah, be in between, um, kind of similar to Canadians, because I know because my husband is Canadian, Canadians have this reputation of just being nice, right? They're, they're always apologizing, they're always nice. And the Swiss is kind of the same way. He doesn't want to be uh, choosing between one or the other. He's just kind of like in the middle. Um, another value, I think I think we're definitely... Um, kind of humble people and again that can be a a good thing but it also uh, comes when you're in business again it can be a good thing but sometimes you then leads to being too humble and and not actually um, you know being able to sell yourself enough especially compared to an American market where you know it's a it's a lot more in the culture to be able to sell yourself over here not so much so so yeah, those are some examples. Excellent. So independence and that, that humility as well. And I think that's interesting that your subject is about this gentle marketing revolution. So how did you get marketing and who do you tend to help? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was always in marketing positions in, in my uh, kind of corporate jobs. But then when we moved to America, um, so that was in 2006, um, I left my corporate job that I was in marketing at a, at a big international school here. And uh, my husband basically got a, a job transfer. And so I decided, well, I, you know, yes, I'm going to move. Yes, the kids were small, but I'm, I'm someone who, who was not meant to just stay at home with the kids. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? And I started my own business. And first I was going to um, be a virtual assistant because that's what kind of came up for me. That's what I was seeing that was needed. And then I used my marketing skills to kind of promote my own business. Uh, that was, you know, back in the days, Facebook was all new, Twitter, and and I was basically in the zone of social media marketing um, over there in California. So I was like, well, what if I can do this for my own business, I can do this for other businesses. So that's how the idea of, of uh, running a consulting firm uh, for social media. First, it was all 
all social media combined because back then we basically had Facebook, Twitter, and uh, and LinkedIn. And when I then came back to Switzerland, I decided to niche or niche into LinkedIn only because I saw a need for it. And also um, because, um, and I realized that only later, I wrote a blog post about finding that LinkedIn fits my introversion or fits the introvert uh, in general in business. Because on Facebook and Instagram, for example, we are asked um, you know, to share kind of all these social happenings and, and share much more about our personal life where LinkedIn was always the platform where it's more professional and we can just share about, yes, more of ourselves, but also more uh, what concerns our expertise. So that's how I uh, kind of found my place in, uh, in, in LinkedIn. And that's still what I do today. I help my uh, clients basically find clients on LinkedIn by helping them position themselves as experts on that platform. And as you uh, mentioned recently, I'm um, also shifting more towards this kind of more general approach again to marketing. So I, I did what everybody told me to do to niche down. <laughs> I found my niche and now I'm zooming out again and and finding that I have a message to share about, you know, marketing in general. Because after being 12 years in this online marketing world and not always feeling good in it because of the way that we're told to do marketing, I'm like, well, there is a different way and, and that's what I can share. This is uh, it's very interesting. I, I, I have, you know, toyed with social media over the years, and you know, gone from being pretty active in it to less so, and being energised by it to not being energised by it. And I think some of that has probably been linked to maybe listening to other people about the way you should do it, as opposed mm. to, you know, doing it in my my own kind of way. And um, I'm kind of in, you know, kind of interested in this sort of this this area of, uh, of of social media and how we do it in a way that's very kind of sustainable for us um i think it's interesting I'm, I'm very interested in sustainability at the moment as a lot of us are and climate change and i think you know the way we've we've kind of behaved has impacted the situation that we're in now and i kind of wonder as well with with marketing with the way people have behaved with marketing has maybe also caused some damage which uh you know, which even puts some of us off from going there. I mean, what what are your thoughts on this? Oh yeah, totally. I think I think on every level, uh, Chris. I mean, on on yeah, on the business level, on the environment level, on the political level, uh, we've all everywhere we've basically gone a bit too far, and now we're tra- trying. At least uh, some people are trying to kind of, you know, step our way back. And with the environment, unfortunately, you know, we got to act really fast if we want to actually backtrack. Uh, same thing with marketing. Yes, there has been um, quite a bit of damage uh, that, that, that has been done already. Um, but we can still change. I, I always think that um, we discussed this offline before the, the show. Um I think it's much better to focus on the positive. And yes, things are pretty challenging right now, but there is um, also a, a big part of the population who who is there to to make these changes and who is willing and motivated. And 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 everybody picks their 
I don't like the word battle, but that's what comes up right now. It takes their focus. And for me, for my like for my parents, they're, they're, I grew up in a very politically engaged family. And, you know, they, they've been always uh, kind of left wing and, and, and fighting for their for equal rights and things like that. Um, po- politics was never my thing. Business was my thing. And it took me so many years to finally find my way back to my values. We didn't discuss this, but I grew up in a, in a family that uh, it was, it was, they were living uh, or we were living in a in a kind of hippie commune. So my parents bought a uh, building with uh, other families, and uh, and so I grew up in the, these values of community and sharing and and care for each other. And um, I lost my 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 point now, but but the point being that everybody picks their their battle. And for me, the battle that I picked is business. And I think that's where I can make a, br- a difference to bring more of this empathy and kindness to the business world. And and like you said, that applies to uh, nature, that applies to politics everywhere. We need to make those changes right now. Well, yeah, well said. I think that's really, really important. We have gone too far and it's time to get back to those important values which you articulating there from the way you were brought up in Switzerland and in this sort of of commune, um, that's really getting us back to the heart of what's important. Um, And uh, I think it's time. It's time on many fronts, isn't it? It's time with the environment. It's time with areas like marketing. It's time with areas like sales uh, and and business in general. We've, We've got to change. So we'll come back to this after the break and we'll talk more about some of the lessons and learnings that you have around you know, doing marketing well. And we'll be back again in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Sarah Santa Croce. We're talking about the gentle marketing revolution. And um, Sarah, we were sort of chatting there about, you know, the values and the need to to kind of pull back from, I I guess, this way people have been about, you know, really being very highly action focused, but not not bearing in mind the consequences of the way that they're behaving. And I know you believe that marketing campaigns can and have really contributed to feelings of isolation and anxiety. And, and I'm seeing that in many areas of people at the moment, only this week with, with clients I've been talking to about climate change, for example, that feeling that, uh, you know, I feel a bit on my own and there's the whole weight of, of, uh, of behavior that's going on around us. And I just wonder how, how you feel, feel that marketing is affecting us both personally, uh, but also on a global level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so- what were what you were mentioning before, right? These emails uh, that we get with SEO offers or or other kind of landing pages and sales paging pages that we see. Um, it's it's all sometimes in the unconscious, but the messaging um, on some of these um, emails or pages. Um, if we really pay attention, they're they're actually really aggressive, right? There's mm-hmm. really aggressive li- language on there because what they're trying to do and what we've been taught in marketing for for many years now is that we need to basically um, create a gap, right? We need to talk about the our customer's problem and, and create this gap and and then create a need for for our product and and so. Um, a lot of the marketing um, miss or, or abuses this and, and really, really uh, hones in on the problem and makes us really feel bad or or on the other side of the spectrum, they uh, they use something that I call wealth signaling. So that happens a lot in the entrepreneurial world uh, where, you know, you see these ads, YouTube ads or Facebook ads or whatever, and, and they all tell you how they made a million dollar in three weeks using this specific technique. And then you are obviously supposed to buy that technique. And and another technique that they use is fear of missing out. So if you don't buy this now, your business will never thrive. And so all these persuasion techniques, they create anxiety for the customer because Basically, we're being sold an ideal life or business that just seems unreachable. And if we and if we're struggling, then that creates a lot of anxiety for us because we feel like all these other people have figured it out. And since we're in this area of technology, we don't really talk to many people anymore. Uh, we feel like we're the only ones. We are the only ones who are struggling. And, and then, of course, the current economic situation, political situation doesn't help. People are just struggling. And, and so um, always hearing that they could be doing much better if only they purchased this magic solution, that just adds to the, the anxiety. So it, it does, marketing does have an impact on the global level of anxiety, I believe. Yeah, and I think the I, I mean I look back over my 
sort of 13 or 14 years that I've been operating my own business. And I can think back of examples where I've have, have spent amounts of money based upon, you know, some of those uh, those points that you've made, you know, where people are suggesting that if you do this, then you're going to, you know, earn more, be more, do more. <laughs> and yeah. you kind of invest and then you you join, you know, I think of some of the, the, the movements I've been part of in the past, like you know, NLP and doing a master practitioner in NLP, because uh, I would learn so much more and get on more if I did that. And then the next thing is to sell you into trainer. And uh, that costs so much more money and so much more time. And you, you, you can become part of a journey, which, which may add some value to you, but it's, you're also in a in a, a sales system as well, right? <laughs> Which um, you know, may or may not be right for you. It's it's an interesting, an interesting um, time really, and and set of behaviours that some people do channel people into buy products. Can, can you tell us a bit about? I'm interested in how you decide on the best approach for marketing for you. You know, based upon your own personality, really, so that you. You, you create your marketing around what fits for you in terms of your style so you feel authentic. Any thoughts right. on that? Yeah. Um, so first of all, yeah, I totally agree that, you know, I've been there too. Uh, I've, I've been lured into these marketing campaigns and, 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 and not just buying things, but also buying programs to, and then applying what they told me to do. And, and really, um, and I think you mentioned this in one of the email exchanges we had, you actually feel out of alignment doing them, but you're still doing them because you think, well, that's just what needs to be done in order to get more business. And when you're, you know, maybe early in your business journey, you're st- still building your business, you're so easily influenceable. You just yeah. try to follow everybody's advice, right? Yeah. So uh, the, the thing is... Um, Gentle marketing is really all about bringing more of you to your marketing and and figuring out what feels good to you from all the different techniques that are available. Uh, And that comes with some, you know, soul searching and going, going inside because, again, if we are not, if we're in this scarcity energy that we just feel like, uh, well, you know, I just need to build a business and I just need to have clients, then then obviously we want to just do what everybody else tells us because we're we're just in this kind of hamster wheel where we don't actually see the bigger picture. So mm-hmm. for 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 me, gentle marketing is is yes, it's about finding out what works for you and and we talk a lot about uh, authenticity, but this is not, you know, another recipe on how to be authentic. That 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 would be funny to create a course on how to be authentic. You need to actually do the inner work and find out, well, what is it for you that feels good? And then and then decide from there, well, for example, which platform actually does feel good to you? And uh, you know, do you want to spend time on LinkedIn or Maybe you don't have to. I think a big part of it is also permission, giving yourself permission to say no to certain things. Right now, everybody is saying you have to be on Instagram. Well, no, you don't have to be on Instagram. You decide what uh, fits for your business, right? Yeah, it's quite, I mean, it's interesting. I look back at some very, very successful people that I know, and I was talking to one this morning, and actually... 
some of them do very little marketing. They they gain their work through kind of referrals and word of mouth and picking up the phone and talking mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, and I, and I think at times I maybe made some of that mistake in that actually by not thinking about the network and the warmth of my network, sometimes you can spend time with with online marketing, with social media, trying to reach people uh, and forget about those who are closest to you, if you know what I exactly. mean. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so, I think that's also the the part of the, that return, right? Return to values. Well, return to referral marketing. I think uh, in the past... 10, 20 years, we kind of, with all the technology that we have available, Facebook ads, bots, and all these things, we just kept looking for better and better solutions to get more and more and more, rather than actually focusing on what we already have and investing more time into our existing clients, previous clients, referrals, uh, all of those things. There was one one gentleman, um, I think it was kind of Sean Casemore, his name was, from, from Canada. I interviewed a few years ago and I remember asking him how he'd, he built a, his consultancy very, very quickly. And I asked him how he, he, he did that so quickly. And he said, well, I wrote a list in, in my first month of, of everybody that I knew, including my parents. And there was 230 people on it. And I rang every one of them. Right. <laughs> I thought that yeah. was quite quite an interesting strategy yeah. and out of yeah. that explain what I was doing and see if they could help and mm. uh, you know work came from that but, right. but let's talk about let's talk about marketing because it is right for for many of us for most of us and and actually we do need to let people know what we're doing and we've got this amazing thing the internet and we've got all of these different channels that we can we can operate with I mean what are your favorite approaches that you have found that have really you know inspire you know, creative thinking and, and enable you to kind of align yourself with the, the people that you're, you know, trying to reach? Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, it's all about bringing more of you to your marketing. And so uh, it's it's starts with finding out more about who you are. So, for example, I was mentioning, well, uh, LinkedIn is, is I find, is a great platform for introverts. Well, that means that you already need to uh, realize that you are maybe more introverted or extroverted. So that kind of that inner work, that's where it starts and really figuring out, well, are you really good on video? Like then obviously YouTube is a great, great thing, right? Or maybe you're really good. Um, I was working with this uh, with this guy in Ireland and he has this charming Irish accent and he's just, you know, your typical Irish guy, really good at, at, at networking and talking. And, and so he's like, yeah, I actually like, um, you know, in-person networking and, and that's my thing. I'm like, well, Great, give yourself permission to just focus on that. You don't have to, you know, create all these quotes for Instagram and, and all of that. It's it's a lot. A lot of times we we just I don't know create um, problems for ourselves or we we make things up and and so so that doesn't usually bring results so finding out first of all who you are um, rumbling with your story um, that's a a term that Brene Brown used and I I loved it because really Mm -hmm. when things started to changing for myself is when I went back to those hippie values and saying you know what yes I'm on LinkedIn yes I'm you know a professional who wants to work with other professionals but 
I'm kind of different, you know, I'm not your typical, um, you know, business coach. And I actually changed my LinkedIn profile and my, my uh, about, page, about page and said, I'm a, a hippie turned business coach. And I gave myself permission to show up fully and really being myself. And that then started to attract the right kind of people because those people, I didn't have to hide anymore certain things about myself. And and I really attracted the same kind of people with similar worldviews. So that's what I also talk a lot about is bringing more of your worldview into your marketing because people buy... Um, from you, uh, like Simon Sinek says, you know, start with the why. Yes, start with the why, but they, but, but people buy from you because of who you are and all the things that you bring to to your brand, right? Whether that is a bigger brand or or if it's just you, um, if they are somehow emotionally connected to you as as the brand, then there's a much bigger chance that they buy from you versus any other LinkedIn consultant who has the same exact skills. That's so very, very true. I remember doing a little little poll of some of my my clients. I was rebranding. I had a, a brand which was, uh, it was, it was called CC1 Consulting. And, it, and I only did that because I had to invoice somebody very, very quickly. <laughs> and I thought, well, I used my initials. And, and I, I did a little bit of checking with people and all my clients and said, you know, what do you think I should call myself? And they all basically said, well, we don't buy CC1 Consulting, we buy Chris Cooper. Right. Uh, that was a general feel, so I just tended to go with myself Yeah. Uh, after that um, with uh, with kind of business elevation sort of to follow. I don't know that's right or wrong, but that's what my clients were saying, and it was, was, uh, got me thinking really at the time. Yeah, yeah. Another example um, that I just thought of, of, you know, giving yourself permission to do things differently. And on my podcast, um, I don't have one of those um, intro um, files or audios, right, where someone else, you pay someone and they go, oh, here is Sarah's an approach and a host of blah, blah, blah. It's just not my style. I'm, I'm, you know, a gentle, quiet person. And so I'm like, that feels so cheesy. I'm not gonna, I'm, I don't want that for my show. And, and I was working with a podcast consultant. He's like, really, uh, I think you should consider. I'm like, nope, not doing it. It's not working for me. So yeah, giving yourself permission to think of outside of the box and and not listen not always listen to what people say you should do no no it's very true well i'm actually the my, my show the the intro music is by a, a very success a successful composer called owen o'sullivan who very kindly did that for free for me nice he he, he sing, sings on it and he's a very authentic uh, uh celtic musician who's based in based in New York and plays with the Russell Crowe band, if you know Russell Crowe, the actor. And so he very kindly produced that for me. And the uh, the other one is um, a former BBC and Sky News reader who wanted to do that by, by intro for me. So actually I'm I'm about really, I love, love connecting with people and, and, and um, you know, linking people together and the show allows me to do that. So I, I get a bit of energy out of mine, not because of what it says, but because of the, the kindness of people who wanted to do it for me. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, there's a there's a real story behind it. I like that. Yeah. So where are we now? We've got we've got a couple of minutes till 
till a commercial commercial break. But I think out of that section, there's something very powerful in that, and and really, really, really important, Sarah. And and if you if you're starting out in bu- your, your business, you may not fully get how important this is. So I'm going to re echo it. Is that is that your marketing should come out of who you are, and that you can you can honestly you and I've done it. And maybe Sarah's done it. You can waste so much time trying to be something that you're not, trying to cover all of, all of the different angles and bases. But find out for you what you really love to do and uh, what makes you happy. Because if you're going to repeat it over and over again, then it's going to take up sort of time and energy. But you know, for me, I love this audio. I love um, talking on the radio and doing this sort of this show. So that works really well for me. And I don't lose energy doing it. But get me writing lots of blogs or doing lots of videos. I'm, I'm not so in my flow. And right. uh, that feels like real kind of high energy. So I think you, what you've said there is, is a real kind of shortcut for people to, to do what they love doing, really. Yeah, and it's funny because, um, you know, we hear this phrase, uh, customer-centric marketing, um, a lot. And and while to some extent I agree, but I actually think it's kind of overrated customer-centric marketing because I've spent 10 years focusing only on my customers and and not paying attention to who I was and bringing more of that to, to the marketing. And you can really actually waste quite a bit of time attracting the wrong kind of customer if you don't start with yourself. And so that's why if we want to do marketing the gentle way, it's so important to start with ourselves and, and figuring out um, who we are, what our personal power is, values, worldview, et cetera. Well, let's talk about the, we're going to go to commercial break now, but let's talk about the customer a bit more after the break. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's a really good point there about uh, about the customer and how we, you know, how we attract the right customer for mm-hmm. us. So we'll be back again in just a couple of minutes. Do join us after the break, and we'll also ask uh, a little bit more about uh, favourite social media platforms today. Um, for um, and understand a little bit more about that, and uh, lots more to come. Join us in a couple of minutes. the boardroom to you voice america business network would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential chris cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the achiever program one-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Voice America Business Network. 
You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Sarah Santa Croce. We're talking about the digital marketing revolution. And and during the during the break, uh, Sarah and I were talking about comparitis. Sarah, what what's comparitis? <laughs> yeah, I refer to that um, kind of. Some people call it. Um, what's the other word? Oh, it's escaping me now. But but basically, it's when we always compare to others. Uh, you were mentioning, oh, you know. Uh, what if this person is so famous on Instagram and has all these followers or uh, this person has a better newsletter? So we all of a sudden feel like, oh, we probably should be doing this as well. And and we feel almost guilty for not if we're not doing it and we keep punishing ourselves and, and, and talking badly to ourselves. So that's that's comparitis. And, and, and once you do that deeper inner work and really figure out, well, that is actually just not working for me because it's not part of my personality type or it's uh, another thing we talk about in gentle marketing is is our definition of success, which is so important that we actually look at that because, well, maybe this other person's definition of success, let's say, she, uh, you know, this person is really famous on Instagram, maybe her definition of success is fame. She uh, is thriving uh, with this idea of having all these followers and that makes her happy. Um, but if that's not our definition of success, then then why do we want to, you know, spend all this time on Instagram, really? So really being clear about our definition of success. And, and another thing that I picked up from Paul Jarvis, who wrote The Company of One, um, is, is this question of are enough. So what is enough for us, right, in terms of money, uh, but also in terms of maybe, you know, followers and, and fame and all of these things. So really thinking about these things, just like we need to think about our values, what is enough for us? Like, how much do I really want to work each month? And is there a time where it's enough for me? And therefore, I don't have to always compare. Oh, this other guy—he's like working night and day. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very true. And you know, it might be exciting to have a million followers, but actually, to make your business successful, it might be that you only need five customers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. To lead the life that you want to lead. Exactly. So, so why try and reach out for a million? You know, for a million. And, yeah. You, you you know you go on a go on a course or a program and that you're setting goals for your life and I want to I want to reach a million people and I want to you know change this and change that but the the reality of it is maybe you can have a bigger impact with a smaller number bigger quality impact you've got to really kind of think that through I think um, the thing but, is with with this uh, Chris is is that we're always being sold one mainstream definition of success and that is always more more more. Right. And so we are almost being brainwashed or trained into believing. And and I'm, you know, speaking for myself as well. Yeah, I sometimes catch myself thinking, what if, you know, there's more and more and more. Uh, and so it's good to sometimes pause and say, do I really want more? <laughs> you know, so, yeah. I, suppose it's, I mean, the truth, truth is you probably you probably can have both. And I think I'm an, an example of that. I, 
you know, for me to be successful with my business, I may be, you know, only need at any one point in time, perhaps, you know, six, six companies, seven companies who I've got a, a close working relationship with at any, any one period of time. And yeah, I set when I was 40, I set a, a personal goal that I wanted to add value to over a million people. So it was m- much about giving and about legacy really and this this show has become the vehicle to do that and we're I've been very blessed in terms of the amount of people who have listened to this now over the years and you know I feel pretty confident that objects have achieved but it wasn't about selling to a, a million right. people it was right. it was just about adding value to, to be able to look back one day when I'm older and think oh, you know I made a difference and didn't waste my time and I was I helped people really right um, so but maybe you can maybe you can have both <laughs> if you yeah, want. Yeah, exactly because because then it doesn't become a struggle because in terms of you know the financial enough you decided that's enough but the the legacy enough is another picture. Hmm. So do you think so? So there's another way of looking at it is that you you know you focus on you focus on the customer. And you decide, like, who is the person that you want to reach? And you build a, a team around you who are in kind of different flows to, to who you are. I mean, what's, this, you know, what's your thought around around the customer? You're starting to say that actually maybe we can be too customer-centric. Um, and what's your thoughts about what, the, you know, what customers might really want and what turns them off? Mm-hmm. Big question, um, sorry. Yeah, I think the customer today, I mean, we all say that and in every conversation I always have is is that we're turned off by the by the selling, by those, you know, SEO emails that we get all the time. And so it makes you wonder, well, how are these actually these SEO consultants still selling if everybody seems to be turned off? So the first thing I think is that today's uh, conscious customer is definitely smarter. Uh, we have we have so much information. We have access to so much information nowadays. Uh, if I want, uh, uh, if I'm looking for an SEO consultant, I I will go find one on the internet, right? So so that's the first thing. And and I often compare it to uh, a doctor visit. Um, if we go to the doctor nowadays. Usually we have done our research already. We kind of already almost, you know, maybe we have like two things that we think of that we might have, but we've definitely done our research. And so we go to the doctor really just to get confirmation. Is it this or is it this? And so the conscious customer is is somehow the same today. They do their research and then they just want a, a final confirmation. Is this a good fit for me? And often the the worldview or the values that helps them make that final decision. Because in the end, um, a skill, well, that's almost like a commodity today. Like we can, like if I take myself uh, a LinkedIn consultant, um, yeah, there's millions of other LinkedIn consultants, right? So that's not what um, really what I'm I'm selling. I'm selling myself. I'm selling who I am. So uh, and and that's why the conscious customer today he will do his research and he will um, make that decision himself. Second thing is, uh, I think he wants to be served, not sold to. So that's a big one. Uh, that's why we don't like these pitches. You connect with someone on LinkedIn, and next thing you know, you've accepted, and they send you a pitch. We don't want that. We want to take time by ourselves and maybe look at the LinkedIn profile. And if we do have a need and we if we do have an, uh, uh, um, an interest, then we will reach out to them or that we have a conversation, but we don't want to be sold to. 
And yeah. so a lot of companies, unfortunately, they're still selling. There's Their marketing is still uh, focused on selling and, and not serving. So I think that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, should I just keep going? I, I yeah. Yeah. More. yeah. Um, I think a big one, and that's related to to anxiety and and just in general the overuse of technology and all of that. Today's customer wants to be heard and seen. He wants to kind of be considered, right, and uh, respected. Uh, if if you um, think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's kind of the area of um, Love and belonging and esteem. So that that not the top part. The top part I think is some something more uh, self actualization. But the love and belonging. Um, that's what the customer today wants. He wants to be part of something. That's why those brands that um, have a purpose or um, you know uh, have a common cause. Those are the companies that do well because they, 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 they it feels like we're part of something. We're making a change, so they want to be heard and seen. And and then the final one is the the self actualization. So uh, customers today they want to buy from companies that uh, that do business for good. So that have thought about their purpose. That do actually want to help not just their own needs, but also others' needs. So whether that is, um, you know, the environment, whether that is um, social uh, justice or or any kind of, um, I, I sometimes refer to the 17, um, um, 17 uh, sustainable devel- development goals from the United Nations. Mm. So that's what the, the customer is looking for, is like, are they doing something beyond just creating profit yeah couldn't 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 agree more i think that uh has helped me clarify actually the, the companies that i work with because i you know i tend to work with companies who want to do business for good and that's you know it underpins this show and yeah. i think that's uh i hadn't thought about it that that's what i'm doing but that's the customers that i'm, I'm attracting in really those yeah. who a heartfelt care, operate, you know, with with kindness and want to do, want to make that consistent right the way across their business and into their, the marketplace and their employees, etc. That's um, exactly what you're doing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, how, what proof do you have that a gentle and marketing approach does contribute to making the world a better place? And is the, is the right way to go when there are still people out there you know, with jumping in with their force nine, the, the, the size nine boots and, um, you know, taking lots of market share. I think gentle marketing is not just about marketing. I think um, we, we've touched on that on several um, occasions during the show. It, it's, it's about giving ourselves the permission to do business in a gentler way. And, and what participants of my programs tell me that they they feel like they finally have permission to put up certain boundaries that before they didn't have. It's almost like they needed to give themselves permission to say no to certain things that they felt like they should be doing. And so they're feeling more in alignment and and that lowers their anxiety. And if we feel less anxious and and live business and life with more uh, authenticity and integrity, we just feel better. And, and 
that's then how also we treat others. We, we, we feel better, so we treat others better. So it's a, it has a ripple effect on, on business and life, on, on the doing part of our life and on the being part of our life. Excellent. We've got got about a minute before I need to kind of wrap up, but I just wonder how do you how do you help people? Um, if people were to connect with you and engage with you, how would you help them? Yes. So I um I invite them to read the Gentle Marketing Manifesto at thegentlebusinessrevolution.com uh, and just see if that resonates. And uh, and then I have a gentle marketing program. I work with people one on one, and uh, I, I I just first want to find out whether that resonates and so the manifesto would be the first step excellent and have you got a website sarasantacroche.com as well that's right yes sarasantacroche.com and uh, otherwise find me on linkedin that's always a good place to connect with me as well excellent i should just also say Santa Croce is s-a-n-t-a-c-r-o-c-e that's right Santa Croce. So, hey, I can't believe that the time's over now, but we've had a, a really enjoyed the conversation. I think some tremendous points in there. I just think for anybody who's listening to this, who's maybe a, you know, a setting up their own business, maybe it's uh, focused around them in particular. That that point you've made about, you know, who are you, and really getting under to understand what you love to do, is a good one. And it can save you a lot of money, a lot of time by focusing on the things that you love and uh, where you're in your flow than trying to do everything. Uh, of course, if you've got more resources, you can maybe approach things in a, in a different way because you've got a combination of personalities in, in, the, in the business. Um, and yeah, customers want more love and belonging and you need to help them to feel that. Uh, so yeah, go out there, do business for good and um, and uh, check out the resources that Sarah's got available to you. On next week's show, uh, we're going to be having a conversation. You know, I have um, some former guests that I invite along every now and again to do a, have a conversation with me. Uh, people like Stephen Morris and we've got Elizabeth Vinberg Hearn, very accomplished people who um, are out there and love to kind of help. And we're going to have a conversation next week about sustainability and what can we all do on a daily basis? What can we do to, to contribute to this big issue that we have in the world right now? So we're going to have a, a conversation around that and would love as well your comments and thoughts on that too if you want to email me chris at chriscooper.co.uk love to hear from you as well about how you found this show with sarah and i'll share any comments with sarah as well uh, in the meantime uh, wish you all well and sarah you've got a single final message you'd like to leave us with in 30 seconds 30 seconds be more gentle and kind and bring that empathy to your marketing because we want to focus on the positive aspect of marketing and not just honing in on the problem over and over again fantastic be more be more gentle and achieve more exactly. Thanks very much. <laughs> thank you we thank you for listening to the chris cooper business elevation show Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.